Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know, a lot of you guys know my story. You know, I pretty much came from nothing and now I live this amazing life a blessed life, and I get a lot of accolades. Oh, look at Pastor Jeff, business owner, CEO, look at all the things he's done. Y'all, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have done anything, anything, had I not allowed myself to be used. You know, we, we're, we're a church or we're people that pray all the time like, like, Lord, use me. We need to change our prayers to, Lord, prune me. Because Lord, use me says, I'm already prepared for what you have for me. Lord, prune me says, I need you to prepare me for the vision you have for me that I can't see yet. The title of my message tonight is Vineyard Shears. And I'm going to explain what a vineyard is. I couldn't even pronounce the word backstage. (laughs) Pastor Becky's like, make a joke about it. And I was like, I want them to know I can read. Like, I need them to know, like, I read good. But a vineyard is someone that actually works in a vineyard. It's someone that prepares grapes to market. A vintner is someone who actually sells the wine. And so Gloria and I buy this big, beautiful home, thanks to God, and we have grapevines, a ton of them. And I thought it was great, y'all. Like, I was like, man, look how pretty that is. And then winter happened. And I was like, that doesn't look like the pictures anymore. You know, I went and joined California agricultural groups, and I was like, I'm going to be pastor extraordinaire farmer Jeff, and I'm going to raise grapes. I don't even know how the right terminology, but I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be a sommelier, but I don't even drink, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> and so we buy this, this vineyard, and I'm like, okay, uh, I need help, because I don't know anything about grapes. Nothing. And thankfully, I called Rick Young, and I was like, hey, Rick, can you teach me about grapes? Can you teach me how to prune grapes? Can you teach me all these things? And, and, I, and I learned a lot, like the spiritual meaning of grapevines. Like I learned it in real life, like on my own property. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what the Bible's talking about. I learned what, like, fruitfulness was. I learned what it was to actually prune something off. I'm like, that, but that branch has fruit on it. Why are we cutting it off? Like, that's alive. Why are we cutting that? We're in the series right now, Death to Life. And so tonight, I'm going to preach about grapes and grapevines. I've done an extensive study on them now. I know a little bit about them. So I'm going I'm to use the Bible to teach you guys about vines. And listen, um, this is probably going to be worse than Wikipedia, so just hang with me, okay? If you're a sommelier in this room and I make a mistake, um, my name is Pastor John Heinrichs, um, and you can, yeah. Pastor John, I love you. He's at home watching. The first thing that we think in, in, in Christian communities is like that when God starts pruning us, it's, it's punishment, like, we all look at it that way. Like, God, why did you end that relationship? 
God, why did you cut this? Uh, why did you cut the way I talked to these people off? Why did, you, why did you take me out of this business? Why did you do all those things? Like, God, why are you hurting me? That's why, like, Baptist theology, when they're like, you must have sin in your life, look at what God's doing to you. That's bad theology. But it's taught. God's pruning is actually not a punishment. It's, an, it's actually a reward. Like, pain is a reward. And people are like, well, what does that even mean? How can that, how can that make sense? In and, and, and John 15, 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Say, no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that he will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I love that. Because it's amazing how many people, when God starts pruning, they leave the church. How many people are like, I don't, I, ugh. They corrected me. I got to go. Grapes grow on bunches for a reason. It says you can't be fruitless if you leave. If you leave the kingdom, there's no way to be fruitless. But there's no way to be fruitful. It says he, he who is in me, I prune. My life, God, like I've been pruned of good things or things that I thought were good. Like, I, I have. Things have been taken. I was like, well, that was, that was fruitful. And God's like, yeah, but I'm making room for more fruit. I'm making room for something you can't see. You know, it's, it's, it's this interesting dilemma where it's like, well, this is kind of fruitful, but this is fruitful. And, and you got to be real careful. You got to be real careful about, like, holding on to things that aren't the fullness of what God has for you. And, and we, we get in this position where we're like, well, this is kind of fruitful, and I'm comfortable right here. Like, this is just enough fruit for me. This is just enough fruit for my family. This is just enough fruit for my business. This is just enough fruit for my campus. This is just enough fruit for my connect group. This is just enough fruit for me. We get comfortable not knowing that, like, God is trying to shape you to actually be fruitful for someone else. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been pruned a lot in Awakened Church. Some of it publicly. And some of it privately. But thank God that we are in a church where people will prune people. Like people will prune because, listen, pruning enhances your spiritual growth. And pruning in this house. Sorry. <laughs> pruning in this house is detrimental to how you grow spiritually. Because the pastors and the leaders in this church can see things you cannot see. That's why I would never allow somebody to operate on themselves. It's true. I'm, I'm serious. You always see those movies where the guy's like, hold, hold the mirror and I'll operate on myself. I'm like, how do you actually know, like, you got all the disease? Like, how do you actually know you got all the stitches out? How do you actually know, like, those, those, the, the surgical instruments are clean? Like, how do you know any of those things? For some reason, Christians think, like, pruning is not going to be painful. Like, we think that. We think that if, if, it, if it's painful, it's not from God. If it hurts my feelings, it's not from God. If it hurts my feelings, that can't be my pastor. If it hurts my feelings, that can't be my leader. If it hurts my feelings, that can't be my boss anymore. We live in this place where, like, freedom from pain is like a promise of 
mean, I am stumbling over right now. <laughs> Freedom from pain and suffering is a promise of Christians' future glorification. But pain and suffering are part of present sanctification. What does that mean, Pastor Jeff? What does that mean in your life? There are certain pains that when I first got saved, I used to walk out repetitively for my own actions. Because, you know, being pruned spiritually and why it hurts so much is because it's our inability to give up what's hindering us. It's our inability to give up, like, the past, our past. It's our inability to deal with our wounds. It's our inability to be coachable, correctable. It's our inability to do those things. That's what it all is. That's why, that, that's why it's painful. Because you, God cannot use you until you're prunable. You're not usable until you're prunable. You're, he, he cannot trust you until he can cut things off you. Like pruning changes who you are. You know, and it's not just pruning is not just a physical act. You know, if I have gangrene on my leg, I'm like, hey, doc, cut my leg off so it doesn't sp- spread the rest of my body. But it's the same thing with our attitudes, our mindsets. Our, it's the same thing. And sometimes our attitudes and mindsets are more poisonous than a physical injury. Far more poisonous. Far more dangerous. But we don't want to, we don't want to talk about that. Because if I, have to, if I have to go to pastoral care, if I have to go and sit down with a pastor and, and not be rebuked but be corrected, then, like, how are people going to see me? Like, what are people going to think about me? Like pruning, pruning changes who you are. And I, I, like I told you guys, I was going to talk to you about grapes a little bit. There are grape tree or grape vines that look very fruitful to the naked eye. If you look at a grapevine and there's a ton of green foliage on there, you would think it's healthy. You would think like that's, that's prosperous. But actually that's blocking the fruit from getting the nutrients it's supposed to get. And so we have all these people who put on a facade and act like something they're not. Because the foliage that's on those trees, just like the foliage that was on Adam and Eve, is there to hide the sin. I told you guys, tonight's going to be a good night. Tonight's going to be a good night. We're like, hey, church, don't look at me. I'm pretty. I show up on Sunday, and look how nice my family's dressed. Dressed at church, but home's a mess. But hey, I look good. I got the nice part in my hair. Everything, my family looks dialed in, not knowing that I just fought with my wife the whole way here. No, fruitless. And so like Rick, I told you guys we have a vineyard. Rick comes over and Rick starts chopping on the vineyard. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing, dude? I bought it to look good. <laughs> like, well, that's a hey, true story. He's like, what do you want out of it? I said, it's got to look good. It's got to look good. And then he starts chopping off the branches and they all die. And I'm like, uh, uh, this don't look like the, the, the pictures in the magazine. Like, what, uh, where are all the branches? Where are all the legs? And because, and, and and, like, grapes go dormant in the, in the winter. And you would think, like, they're dead. But you want to know what actually happens to grapes in the winter? Here's what happens. 
Only the trunks and canes of the vines remain after the great bunches have been harvested and leaves have fallen on the ground. While the barren vines may lead you to believe that wintertime is hibernation, it's actually not the case. They're not dead. True vines go dormant throughout the winter months, momentarily ending all above-ground growth, but things aren't so quiet beneath the surface. In the winter, instead of focusing on producing fruit, the new leaf development, vines deposit their energy into their root system. Say root system. It's amazing that after God's pruning you and when God's pruning you, to the naked eye, you'll look dead. To the naked eye, you'll look like you have no fruit. To the naked eye, it'll look like, uh, well, that's not what it looked like. That's not what this new level of prosperity is supposed to look like. This was supposed to be easier. And, and here's the thing. Every time there's a harvest, there's a dormant season. It's just na it's nature. There's a season for everything under heaven. It's, a, it's, it's, it's scientific. God, like in the beginning, God said, boom, this is photosynthesis, all that stuff. That's what's going to happen. Boom, boom, boom. Season, 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 season. And that's what happens. And even in my personal development, uh, even in my church development, as a business owner, as a pastor, every time there's a great harvest, there's a dormant season. Every time I have a massive win and I think, okay, I'm ready on this financial level, all of a sudden the contracts dry up. Because I need to understand that what worked at this level is not going to work at the next level. I was sort of fruitful here. God's saying, you're about to be really fruitful over here, and so your roots have to go deep. Your roots have to go extremely deep. It's no different than when Jesus died on the cross. It's no different. Like, we all know the story. Jesus goes and dies on the cross. Hey, guess what? He's being pruned. He's on a stake and a cross. To the world, he looks dead. Look at him. He's on the cross. There's no fruit there. There's no fruit to the world, to the naked eye. He's not really the Savior. And then three days later, boom, a harvest. It's no different. There's no difference. There's no difference there. But here's the next point, number three, I think. Be careful who prunes you. Yes, no, am I good? Are we there? Maybe. Point three is, yeah, it's coming. Point three is be careful who you allow to prune you. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Matthew 7, 16 through 20 says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Say, by their fruit. By their fruit. Do people pick grapes from the thorn bushes or figs from the thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but bad trees bear bad fruit. And a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Okay. The Christian journey. God will put people in situations in your life to prune you. Because like I said earlier, you can't prune yourself because you can't see your dysfunction. And so when I first get saved... All of a sudden, there's all these people that want a pair of shears. I'm, I'm serious. It's all these people who, A, I believe God called me to be your spiritual father. I'm, true story. I believe God's called me to do this in your life. I believe God's called me to do that in your life. And I'm like, who have you done that for before? Like, how many people have you said this to? Like, when you're getting pruned, like God will highlight who's supposed to prune you. Like God will highlight who is supposed to have a pair of shears. Okay? And it's funny, man. Like I used to get in trouble when I would go to the grocery store. Okay? And here's why. Men say amen. I would go to the grocery store, and I would never check the fruit. 
ever. Glory's like, did you flip this bunch of bananas over and look at it before you bought it and drove 20 minutes home? And I'm like, it's at the store, it should be good. But hey, you guys laugh, but some of us are more concerned about the fruit we buy at the store and the Some of y'all are more concerned about the fruit you pick up at Sprouts than the fruit you pick up in your spiritual walk. I spend more time looking at this fruit at Sprouts, like, okay, this banana's good, than I do, like, checking some references. Like, how, like, hey, where's your line of disciples? If you're going to be my spiritual daddy, who have you been a spiritual daddy to before? Where's their fruit at? And in this circumstance, like, hey, where's the, where's the vineyard you pruned before? Like, do you understand what pruning means? Do you understand that, like, there's a season to prune? Like, if you prune your grapes too early, they're going to die? Pastoral care is knowing how and how and when to prune people. That's why the the title pastor, I kind of sometimes, I'm like, oh, I don't really know if I should have that title because at times I struggle with when to prune somebody. Because, I'll be real with y'all, because we deal with emotions, and so the time to prune somebody is not in anger. The time to prune somebody is not when they've done something uh, deficient right then and there, on the spot. But I got in trouble, and Pastor Summer knows this because I have a very sharp tongue. I can, I can tear somebody down very quickly, and that's not pruning in, in the kingdom. Pruning in the kingdom is letting the situation unfold, and then all of a sudden, okay, we're going to deal with this. Like, there's, there's a difference. Like, I, I actually, even in business, everybody knows this. Like, I, I will triple, double, quadruple check resumes. Like, I'm the dude, like, if you come work for the Patriot Group, I'm calling them people. Like, I'm not, oh, yeah, Johnny said you're good. No, nah, bro. Like, Johnny and you have pictures of you and him drinking on Facebook. Let me talk to Johnny and you's boss. Like, let me talk to somebody where I can, I can check some fruit. Because there are certain people <laughs> that are here because they don't like the fruit you're producing. Because I understand that we're in, the king, we're in the kingdom, and we're all believers, and things like that. But some people think that if they have a vineyard, if you have a vineyard, that there's not enough sunlight for their vineyard. There's not enough resources for their vineyard. And so they're going to cut you down and tear you down. That's why you got to be careful. you got to be careful who you say, Give me, hey, you can have some shears. Pastor Tom, he knows that, has a set of shears in my life. If I'm off the way I talk to my wife, the way I treat my wife, the way I think, the things I say, his number one responsibility in my life is he says, what's your walk like? What's your marriage like? He could give a care less about Patriot. I almost said something there. (laughs) He could care less. And when he started pruning me in those areas, I got upset with him. I was like, you're not my bro anymore. You're not my friend anymore, Tom. I can't talk to you anymore. God has called me into business. I'm blowing up. Don't worry about those other things. I'll be there when I'm done. That's a, that's a true story. He knows that. There are people who have strategically have, have shears. Pastor John Heinrichs has shears. The number one thing that he's ever told me, the greatest compliment Pastor John's ever gave me is you listen, Jeff. Seriously. Like, you listen. I'm like, that's like a... Bro, I have ears. Of course I listen. Like, I'm, I'm, not trying to be, I'm not trying to be funny, Pastor John, but, like, is this an analogy? Like, I listen to the sound of heaven, like the song, or, like, what am I? No, you're like, you listen to wise counsel. You listen to your coaches. You listen to people. Glory hates this, and my wife's not here, so I can say this. She hates that I'm a processor. 
Like, I can't, like, if you bring me something, it takes me a few days before I'm like, oh, this is, okay, yeah, uh, on the spot, I'm trying to, like, pick it up. Yeah. Like, uh, what, how, what happened? I, I don't know who that, per- I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, and then, I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then three days later, she's moved on. She's, like, cooking dinner in the kitchen. I walk out, I'm like, hey, about that situation. Um, <laughs> she's like, bro, what are you talking about? Oh, we laugh. It's so funny. Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. We will give people outside of our own home shears and not give our spouse shears. I'm, dude, I'm... Yo, Pastor Tom could tell me something, but if Glory tells me, oh, how dare you? You disrespectful woman, you. Oh, no. The Bible says when people get married, the two become one. Maybe she's looking out for the one. The group. It's true. Hey, that's why, listen, I got ladies in here right now like this. Pastor Jeff, that's a word. Uh, Pastor Jeff, that's a word. Say it again. Say it again, Pastor Jeff, that's a word. It's true, though, and you want to know why? Why that happens? Is because we don't actually invite our spouse into our in our to our garden. Like the garden and the vineyard and everything I have going on is not just for me. It's not the Jeff Forbes show. It's not the it's the Forbes family show. It is, and I I, I learned that the hard way. You know what I mean? Like honestly, you guys, Gloria and I have not always communicated well. She's communicated. I have not communicated well. It's a th- it's, but it's a thing. And then finally one day, I normally am a fight or flight guy. If I have a fight with you, I'm leaving. Because when I was a kid, if I had a fight and then things didn't, they ended up being violent and aggressive, and so I'm leaving. And so now, like, when Gloria and I start having a conversation or an intense fellowship, I have to sit down. <laughs> true, true story. Like, I'm trying to like, hey, I'm going to sit down. Like, the other night, I sat down in the bathtub. <laughs> and I just... Finish, finish, Gloria. You're doing good. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Pastor John said I listen. Pastor John said I listen. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. But that's the, that's the pruning process. Like, why would you not want to let somebody in your own home prune you? There's a time and a season when to prune people. Okay? Ladies, let me give you some advice. When your husband is already is in a mood already and he's, things have gone on all day long, and he's venting to you, or you guys are having a conversation, don't say, yeah, they're right. You are that blah, blah, blah. You are enticing a bad response. Husbands, let me help you. Listen to your wives. They are far more discerning than we are. They are. Gloria Glory can look at a, a person and say, yes, 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 that person's a problem. She can do that in the world, but why don't I let her do that to me? You know, they, they talk about like, well, what if I kill the what if I kill the grapes? What if I kill the vines? What if what if I what if I wound them? What if I injure them? Like, how do you when you when you're pruning grapes, you always prune one year after. And so there's knuckles you can tell where they've been pruned. You can tell what 
what happened. And so when we got bought our house, we had somebody from Cal State San Marcos come there and say, hey, um, your, groups, your grapes have never been pruned right because their growth is weird. They're growing out of control. They're not growing into this beautiful ball that you see because they've never been pruned correctly. How many people in this room are growing into weird balls and growing all out of control? Because you haven't allowed Jesus and the Lord to prune you correctly. All the grapes in the vineyard, all the stalks or whatever you call them, uh, Rick, they're all kind of like bent over. So we had to go like reinforce them with rebar and two by fours and like get them corrected, get them standing up the right way. That's discipleship. That's connect group. That's me saying, hey, bro, I'm suffering in this area. I'm struggling in this area. And, oh, I'm going to stand this up. That's discipleship. Because if I'm bent over and I have fruit, because some of the grapes, they do have fruit on them, like this. And so they're growing at an angle. And we're, listen, when my grapes are growing the wrong way, guess what? Pest, rodents, all these things. There's nothing that can happen when I'm growing the wrong way. And that's what happens in businesses when people keep growing. They're like, why keep making money, but you're growing in the wrong direction? Because hey, actually, you know, somebody asked me the other day, hey, do you have wine yet? I don't know a lot. I told y'all that. I don't know a ton. But I know wine takes a while. You know what I mean? I just, that's, that's one of those things I know. Because they're like, this is a 1993 whatever. So I know it takes time to make wine. And I'm like, no, I have no wine. Like, I have no, you know what I mean? I haven't, I haven't had a harvest of grapes yet. We just pruned. This whole sermon is about literally we just pruned them. And I had like a stroke. I was like, oh, my God, they're dying. They're dead. What's going on here? Like, do you have wine yet? And I'm like, no, it takes a while. When you get plugged in this church, it's going to take a while for you to have a vineyard. It's going to take a while. You know, their grapes were being pruned. They were being pruned incorrectly, and we fixed it. There are people in this room, and you've been pastored incorrectly. You've been shepherded incorrectly. You've been led down roads that you shouldn't have been led down incorrectly. Jesus is here tonight, and God's here tonight, saying, yo, I can, we can correct that tonight. Some people in this room are like, I'll never trust a pastor again. I'll never trust a leader again because I've been betrayed. I've been lied about. I've been gossiped about all these things that have happened. So I can never trust anybody again. We're going to break that off tonight. Some of us have been pruned wrong by our parents. Our parents should have been pouring fertilizer on us. They should have been putting miracle grow on us. But instead, they tried to have us grow in a box. And what I say about the box that they're trying to grow in is the box they're growing in is you can never outgrow your environment. You have a gift. Here's one thing. I'll tell you, like, we all are born with gifts, right? It's gifts, talents, all these things. Have, you, have those things ever come to pass, or were you pruned wrong? Did you allow somebody that even wasn't, maybe it wasn't a parent, maybe it was a grandma, maybe it was an uncle, maybe it was an aunt, was it somebody that told you you were stupid, and so now you're afraid to go to school? You were pruned incorrectly. They should have said, hey, you can do this. Okay, you're, you don't learn as fast as other people, but we're going to put you in a program to speed you up. 
we're going to put some rebar on your vine and stand you back up. Were you that person? Or are you the person who, who, who you know what I mean, like, like myself, that's been, that's been abused? And so when somebody rears up at you, you have like a PTSD response. You're ready to fight. Are you that person? You're pruned incorrectly. Because as grown men and women, we should never actually be in a position to fight. Like, I know it's like funny, oh, we're going to fight. No, it's not. Like, I, I can control my emotions. I'm a grown man. Like, that's, that's, that's one of those things. That's a, that's a PTSD response because I was pruned incorrectly. We talk about it. It's this amazing thing. And then when we start getting pruned, we get upset because it's painful. Like, it, it, like I've been operating in, a, in, in this one way for so long. If, if, if they prune this off of me, who is Jeff Forbes? If they take away my pain and my frustration and my anger, if they set me down, if they put me in pastoral care, and now I'm, like, not this big six-foot-five angry black dude, like, who am I? I'm, I'm serious, y'all. Like, I'm not trying to be, I'm, like, dead serious. Like, like who am I? Because the world, he's just a big angry black dude. Leave that man alone. To God, though, like, yo, he has gifts, signs, talents, wonders, like, and, and, and like, I can use this. So who told you that God couldn't use you? Who told you that you needed to fake the funk? Seriously, who told you you weren't enough? Who told you you have sinned and are beyond repair? Because, I, you know, in my shop at home, we have all different times of, of pruning shears, all the way down to chainsaws. I'm serious. And that's, those aren't even shears, but I just think it's funny. Um, <laughs> but, like, have you allowed people to properly use the tools to correct your actions? Do you know what's wrong with you? Or do you, have you allowed people to tell you that you are fruitless? Or are you in a dormant season where you need to put some roots down? Where you need to fix your standards? Where you need to fix what's acceptable in your home? Joshua 24, 19 says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't have a house if there's no root system, if there's no foundation so maybe a dormant season is not that you're fruitless. It's that God is preparing you to be fruitful. Pruning done correctly is point four. Pruning done correctly does not kill the plant, but it leaves a mark. It leaves a mark. And, I, you know, that we all know about, you know, the mark of Cain and Abel. We know about that mark. We know about, you know, the signet ring. Like what mark, you, what mark did, you know, prodigal dad story, prodigal son story. Hey, he gave him a signet ring. He left a mark on him. What mark was left on you? And have you allowed that mark and scar to stop you from getting to where you're supposed to be? You know, I've been, you guys, honestly, I, I've been to, to situations, and I've had situations and circumstances where I was like, God, why are you doing this? Like, God, why are we in this season of just repetitive, like, there's never enough money? Why am I always seen in the wrong light? Why am I always guilty until proven innocent? Like, why am I that guy? And the truth be told is, and I found this out the other day. Well, I was, as a kid, I was always told or said that I am not a social butterfly. So I would never stand up for myself. True story. I was always told, hey, he's just a quiet, awkward kid. Really intelligent, but doesn't stick up for himself. Doesn't, doesn't say much. And so I needed to get a back, grow a backbone. And so in that season of pruning, 
I felt like I was being used, manipulated, and mistreated, and God was saying, I need you to grow a backbone. I need you to become who God's called you to be. Maybe the situation and circumstance you're walking through right now is not God uh, letting things happen to you, but God's saying, like, hey, this is so you will stand up straight. This is so you can be who I've called you to be. But we give up too early. We walk away too early. Find people that can help you. Find people who legitimately want to help you for the right reasons. That want to help you for the right reasons. There's pastors in this front row that want to help you for the right reason. And listen, we're not always going to get it right. We're humans. But we're humble enough and kind enough to, okay, if we got this one wrong, I can go to you and apologize and say, hey, hey, my bad. Like, sorry, I pruned you incorrectly. That's actually a gift of yours. I shouldn't have cut that off. And so right now, like I said, like the grapes are dead right now. It's ugly. Looks, looks apocalyptic, apocalyptic, whatever that word is. It's coming back. Looks dead. And it's ugly. But right now I'm starting to see like little, just tiny, tiny little, just little tiny buds. It's about this big. Some of you guys have been in a dormant season and you're starting to see buds right now. Just little tiny ones, starting to see the light. You're starting to uh, understand what you're doing. Okay, well, they're, they're, hold on. It's coming back. I was thank, really thankful. I was like, please, God, please somebody didn't shut the water off too soon. Please somebody didn't do all these things. But they're starting to be these buds pop up. And all that is is, is, a, is a wink from heaven. That's all that is. Because I can't see it when I'm far off. I can't see how God's working when I'm far off. To see the buds, I got to be right here. Oh, I see, some, I see something. I see some growth. Oh, my gosh, there's more buds than there was last year. Oh, oh okay, God, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. But you got to be close to God to see what he's doing. To the naked eye, like that hillside of my house, it looks terrible. And some people, y'all's situation looks terrible. Some people, uh, you you don't even have a vineyard. You're not getting the analogy tonight, but your life is a mess right now. You guys know that grapes that grow through drought and grapes that grow through fire are the best grapes? Grapes that are born in adversity sell for the highest price. I I have daughters. You guys know that, Freedom and Justice. The movie Milan, okay? And in the movie, the, the guy goes there. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Milan. The emperor's like, hey, listen. Flowers that bloom in adversity always become the most rare flowers there are. You know, you look at all these mega pastors, mega church people, and you're like, man, how is that guy that guy, like, he, he, he came from poverty. He came from all this brokenness, all, the, all this dysfunction. How, how is he, how is he the guy now that leads this massive movement? How is he the guy that, that is on TV? How is he that guy? It's because that's God saying, like, hey, listen, you have fruit. No matter who told you you had no fruit. No matter who told you you were fruitless. God can restore things. God can return years that are lost. And so as these buds are starting to pop up, I'm like, okay, God, like, like how do I, uh, 
what do I do now? Do I turn the water back on? Do, do I, no, I don't. I let it go through the whole process. And then there'll come a time when it's time for me to do my part. There'll be a time when God has done his part and I've partnered with God, and, I, and now, now I've gone through the struggle. I've gone through this winter season. I've gone through a dormant season where to the naked eye, I'm dead. Like to the naked eye, I, I've been speaking at Pathfinders a lot lately, and people are like, bro, we didn't know any of that stuff about you. We didn't know you had a business. We didn't know any of these things. Like, oh my, bro, we didn't know. And I was like, because I was in a dormant season working on my roots. I wasn't doing it for Facebook likes or Instagram likes. I was doing it so that way... I'm putting down a foundation, a foundation in place. I'm not worried about what you think about me. I'm not worried about what they're saying about me. I know that God gave me a vision, and I'm going to stay right here in a dormant season and keep my roots planted. There's people, there's people here tonight, and you've never been planted anywhere. You're a tumbleweed. Tumbleweed's root systems are this shallow. Do you ever see them fly by Take a picture, zoom in, this shallow. You ever seen a hurricane and those palm trees bend at 90 degrees? Their root systems are deep enough to withstand a storm. And so what you're walking through is for, for a root system. And so that way you can look back and say, well, that storm didn't kill me. That pruning didn't kill me. These people didn't kill me. This situation didn't kill me. Hey, there's nothing here that's going to stop me from doing what I'm called to do and being who I'm called to be. Pruning should change who you are. You know, one of the biggest compliments is I've ran into somebody that I used to know, and they're like, bro, who are you? And I'm like, it's a great question. What day of the week is it? It's a joke. I'm not a Sunday Christian. I believe that, yeah, it's just a joke. Just so you know, my name is Pastor John Heinrichs. That's, that's just, there's a problem. But pruning, <laughs> Jesus wants to prune the sin off your life. Because there, is, there are some things, there are some diseases that are on you right now that need to be cut off of you. There is sin that, is, that if we don't cut it now, if it's gangrene, it's going to continue to consume your entire body. we got to stop it right now. Like, we got to be the people that come in there. And I'm like, dear God, please be surgical tonight. Like, be surgical. Take it all out. Like, if i got to lose a leg to survive, do it. If i got to lose my eyes to survive, God, just do it. Take away the thing that, that, that is causing me to stumble over and over again. God, amputate my brokenness off me. But when he amputates it, guess what happens next? You got to go to a hospital. Pastoral care. Because Jesus will operate in a moment. But you got to walk that bad boy out. You got to walk that out. Like you got to go to rehab. You got to learn how to talk again. You got to learn how to walk again. You got to learn how to control your tongue. There are things tonight that, like, I believe God came here tonight, and I believe I'm here tonight, and I believe that we had some interesting things happen tonight because the devil was actually afraid of what's about to happen. Like, he was afraid of, like, people being set free. He was, he was afraid of people being stood upright. 
So I'm going to make a spectacle of service. Because there's people in here right now when you know you're off. You know you're going in the wrong direction. You know you're doing all these things. And the, the Holy Spirit tonight and God tonight want to, re, want to put you in a situation tonight for breakthrough. We have these amazing pastors and leaders in the church that want to pray for you tonight. The ministry team, they want to pray for you tonight. Like, what are you carrying right now? What are you carrying right now that you know is a bent? The first thing you do when you know something's a bent is you repent of it. It's the very first thing. There can be no forgiveness without repentance. It's biblical. So we have to repent of what, what the things we're carrying, the things that have made us bent, the things that have made us crooked. We have, to, we have to break those off of us and repent for them. And so right now tonight, if everybody could just stand to their feet. And right now, uh, we're going to just play a song. The worship team's going to play a song. And, and what we're going to do is, is if you know right now you're carrying something that you need to repent of, as the worship team plays a song, just, just repent of it in your seat. It doesn't need to be a public spectacle. That's how the devil works. God is a heart God. He's saying if you can, you can, it, can be, it can happen in your seat. You don't need to come down here. You don't need to be embarrassed about it. I had to repent last week when Pastor John preached. I had to repent last time when Pastor Jurgen preached. I had to repent in traffic on the way here. Like, it's okay. But as, as we play this song, I want you to repent of the things that you know you're carrying right now. And then as, as we're ending up, I'm going to invite the ministry team forward. And, and I'd like to pray for you. I would love for you to repent in your seat and then get breakthrough at the altar. Yeah. Like that is a powerful moment that like I, I, I'm trying to tell you guys, dude, there would be no Pastor Jeff. There would be no CEO Jeff. There would be none of these things. Had I not said, God, it's okay. like, God, cut it all. God, don't use me, prune me. Because if I had said, God, use me in the season I was in, my ceiling was about this high. But God said, I'm going to prune you. And there's somewhere else out here that you're going. So right now, as we, as we, as we come to a close we, and we, we listen to this song, like just begin to repent. If you're married tonight, you need to repent for the way you've talked to your spouse. I did that on Tuesday. It's okay to be in repentance. So worship team. And I'm putting the worship team on the spot. Because I didn't tell them I was going to do this. But I feel like there's hearts tonight that need to be turned back to the Father. There's hearts tonight that need restoration through repentance. And once you've repented in your seat, if you feel comfortable doing it, I don't want to put you on the spot. Like come down forward and we'll pray for you. Because I would hate for you to leave the same way you came in here tonight. I would hate for you to be the person that had an opportunity tonight and you didn't go all in. We're going to invite the worship or the, the ministry team up and they're going to start to pray for people. It's okay. Don't, don't, be, don't be afraid about it. Right now you're in your seat and your heart's racing. Your heart's racing and the devil, the enemy's telling you, do not come forward. The enemy's telling you, hey, hey, it's not your night, but I'm telling you tonight's your night. This is your moment. Allow the Holy Spirit to prune you this evening. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.